This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Blessed Easter, this is Dina Marie with Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. It's the fourth Sunday in the Easter season, a Sunday that is typically called Good Shepherd Sunday. We have the second Sunday of Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday. And here on the fourth Sunday, we have these readings that really tie us to Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And so we'll reflect a bit about my Good Shepherd, and I pray your Good Shepherd as we hear the Word of God and see Jesus's good shepherd being revealed from the Old Testament and into the New Testament as well. I want to greet our listeners who might be listening on Hail Mary Media on the app. It's great to have you joining us. So many resources, prayer resources, podcasts that are available for free at the Hail Mary Media app. If you haven't downloaded it already, I would encourage you to do so. It's been generated from the Mater Dei Radio community in Portland, Oregon. So it's a great opportunity to support local Catholic media and also access great Catholic media any time of the day or night. And those of you who might be watching, please subscribe to this channel. And I hope that we continue to break open the word of God and listen to the Good Shepherd in our daily lives. I want to just recognize this great resource called the Magnificat. This particular month of April, they have a great cover which shows the young Good Shepherd on there. And there's a wonderful scripture that is featured in the Sunday readings, and it comes from the book of Numbers. And I want to open this session with just sharing with you a little bit about the Old Testament. As you see, Christ is always revealed from the old into the new. This is Numbers chapter 27, verses 15 through 17. Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God of the spirits of all mankind, set over the community a man who shall act as their leader in all things, to guide them in all their actions, that the Lord's community may not be like sheep without a shepherd. The word of the Lord. So beautiful from Moses. And, you know, he is letting us know God will provide a leader in all things. We certainly have leaders in the world, whether they're government leaders, business leaders, leaders in our schools, in our various uh, social services and communities, but they're a leader of some, but not of all. Their leader should be 
Christ the King. And so as we enter into this fourth Sunday of Easter, Good Shepherd Sunday, may we pray for all leaders that they will follow the one true leader, God, Jesus Christ, in all things, because Christ is the leader of all things. The readings for our Holy Mass, again, we continue in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, and we start again with chapter two in a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed, Let the whole house of Israel know for certain that God has made both Lord and Christ this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and they asked Peter and the other apostles, What are we to do, my brothers? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises made to you and to your children and to all those far off, whomever the Lord our God will call. He testified with many other arguments and was exhorting them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 persons were added that day. The word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, if you are patient when you suffer for doing what is good, this is a grace before God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he returned no insult. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Instead, he handed himself over to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body upon the cross, so that free from sin, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed, for you had gone astray like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. 
the word of the Lord. Our reading for our gospel comes from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In our readings today, again, they certainly reflect that sense of Good Shepherd Sunday and looking to see so many times in the Old Testament. In fact, it was pointed out Moses and Abraham and David were all shepherds. We, we see the kind of care that they took over the people that they were entrusted to care for, to lead them to safely, to safety, to lead them out of danger, to feed them. And really, of course, it was as Moses parts the Red Sea. Yes, it was God, the good shepherd, the ultimate shepherd, the leader of all leaders who guides them to safety through the this parting of the waters through bringing the manna from heaven. But these men who stand in for God lead the people to safety, bring them out of danger. And Jesus is the the ultimate shepherd. He is the one shepherd. And each of these men we hear about in the Old Testament are just foreshadowing us to see Jesus in that role of shepherd and to guide us. The reading of the Acts of the Apostles, we see Peter once again, and I had an opportunity to read a little reflection. It just reminds us of how many times we see in sacred scripture, Peter being put before as the forerunner. People refer to Peter. They defer to his leadership. Jesus calls Peter the rock. Jesus asks him to be the one to, to lead the people after he goes away to lead my sheep, to feed my sheep. And so we see Peter in the role of leadership. And here is Peter with these words, not coming from his own intelligence, but coming from his willingness to respond to the Holy Spirit in, in the invitation that Jesus has given him, that he follows Jesus, the good shepherd, and now guiding the, the church. The early church is being formed under the leadership 
of St. Peter. And Peter reminds us because we remember he's giving that invitation to repent. He says, repent and be baptized. This is a different baptism than the baptism of St. John the Baptist, who was baptizing of repentance, but leading people to the true shepherd, Jesus Christ, who would baptize in the Holy Spirit. And now Peter has that Holy Spirit. He's proclaiming the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he says, when you repent of your sins, forgiveness of your sins, you will receive in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your baptism. So we're seeing the beginning of the Holy Church starting. We're seeing the leadership of St. Peter, our first Pope, our first Holy Father. And we're being reminded by Peter that not only are the Jews being called to this promise, but the promise is also given to those far off. So thanks for me, Gentile, that I am able to receive that gift of the Holy Spirit as well. So Peter is reminding the people that the love of God extends far beyond the Jewish community. Now it's extending to those far off to whomever God will call. And so through those that proclamation of the word, that's why we proclaim the word of God, thousands of people were added to the church early on in the church's beginning. And see, that was 2,000 years ago, and the church still continues today under the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, the Catholic church, from Peter, the line that comes right from Jesus Christ himself. And so we see the good shepherd and that model of shepherding continuing from holy father to holy father to today, our own Pope Francis. Psalm 23 has been used in, in funerals uh, and in a beautiful way to remind us of, of the shepherd leading us to safety, leading us to good pastures. I think of the good pasture, the ultimate good pasture is heaven itself, that our good shepherd will lead us if we follow him. If we don't run away, he will lead us to those restful waters to repose in eternal life and will protect us from the valley of the darkness. In the letter written and attributed to St. Peter, what encourages me is the reminder that Peter gives to the people. One, he's reminding us, the, the people of the early church, to be patient and to do what is right, to do what is good, and that is by the grace of God. And, and only can we do what is good by the grace of God. We are in situations and have been always in situations in, in our culture that our, our, is a culture of death and destruction. I think about so many people I know who are working in the medical industry, in an industry as a physician, as one who has promised to care for the dignity of their patients and to care to heal with a promise to heal and to care for. And yet it is an in a profession that has unfortunately turned away from healing and has even approved killing our own patients, being from a state that has approved physician-assisted suicide, oh, probably over 20 years ago now, that many physicians that I know have had to do good 
and even to be in a difficult situation that could lose their job, that could lose their license, but to do what is good and right, regardless of what the culture has said and maybe looked right, but we have to look at the truth and Jesus, our good shepherd, will lead us and guide us when we need to make those difficult decisions where it may be in our own might be in our own work environment, might be in our own community environment where we need to stand for the truth and justice of Jesus Christ. Peter reminds us, oh, by his wounds, you have been healed. You have gone astray like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. If we follow Jesus, the shepherd, he is the guardian of our souls. And to remember that those that Jesus has entrusted to us, which started with Peter and follows with the line of the bishops following Peter all the way down to Pope Francis, they are the guardians of our souls. And those bishops ordain priests who care for us in a parish setting, in that, in that community setting, with baptism, with confirmation, bringing Holy Eucharist to us, it is through the hands of the priest, which comes from the blessing of the hands of the bishops, which ultimately came from the blessing of St. Peter himself, which comes from the blessing of Christ. And so we entrust our, our souls to our shepherds, which really requires us that invitation to always pray and to support our local shepherds our priests, our religious, our, our bishops that serve in the church. Pray for your bishops. Pray for your priests. Pray for those who are entrusted to be the guardian of your souls. Here in the gospel, according to John, and I just want to point out because it was pointed out to me, I, I didn't remember this. And if you look in the, in the, in the Bible, the chapter before the Good Shepherd chapter, which is chapter 10 in the book of John, we read the long account of the man born blind. And you might remember in the Lenten season, those last three weeks of Lent, we had the woman at the well, we had the encounter of Jesus with the man born blind, and he heals the man born blind. And then we hear them and we read the miraculous account of Lazarus rising from the dead by Jesus. And so in the account of the man born blind, chapter nine, in the book of Luke and the gospel, we see this man who was born blind. His parents acknowledge he was born blind. He is healed by Jesus and he's thrown out of the temple by the temple leaders. And, and this is what I want to point out when I hear about my good shepherd, and you can read the story again to remind yourself of all the details. But here is this man who is so thrilled to be regaining his sight through the healing of Jesus. And it says, when Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, they throwed him out of the of the chat of the temple, he found him and said, and let's just stop there. Jesus heard that the man that he healed was thrown out of the temple by the temple leaders. He goes to find him. A good shepherd will go and find the sheep who has been lost. In this instance, he's been thrown out. He's been cast out. And he's thrown out. His dignity is destroyed. 
by these leaders of the church, Jesus goes to find him. The good shepherd will find you. He's looking for you if you are lost. And Jesus says, do you believe in the son of man? Jesus is asking you, do you believe in the son of man? Where have you been cast out? Where have you been thrown out? Where have you been disregarded? And are in a in a thicket of thorns. And Jesus is saying, do you believe in the son of God, the son of man? And the man who just has regained his sight, he has a whole new life now. He says, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He has such hope. He has such faith. And Jesus says, you have seen him. And the one speaking with you is he. Jesus is saying, I am he. I am the son of man. I am the one who healed you. And that man that has regained his sight says, I do believe, Lord. And he worshiped him. And that's the lesson I think we really can glean from this story of the good shepherd is the good shepherd is looking for us. He wants to find us when we are gone astray, whether we have gone astray on our own or we're led astray maybe by corrupt leaders, maybe by others in our community that are leading, maybe by media and technology and the lies and deceit that comes through much of media today that we're led astray. Yet Jesus, the good shepherd, finds us and says, do you believe? Do you believe? And that man who was healed says, I do believe. And he goes, and the way that he responds to the good shepherd is to worship him. Will you worship the good shepherd? Will you worship him? Will you give him praise and thanks? On a rainy day, on a day where you're not sure if you can balance the checkbook, will you worship the Lord, Jesus Christ, the good shepherd? One final reflection I want to offer comes from in conversation with God. And it reminds me of the importance of our prayers, the importance of our prayers for our good shepherd, the importance of our prayers for our priests, for our bishops, and particularly for the Holy Father, the good shepherd. And in the fourth Sunday of Easter reflection, it says this, it says, Jesus's words to Peter, do you remember those words? He said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Well, it says here, Jesus's words to Peter, explain Peter's mission as one of guarding our Lord's whole flock without limitations. Feed is equivalent to direct and govern. Peter is made the shepherd and guide for the whole church. Peter is made the shepherd and guide for the whole church. As the Second Vatican Council points out, Jesus Christ put Peter at the head of the other apostles, and in him he set up a lasting, a lasting and visible source and foundation of the unity of both faith and communion. Where Peter is, there is Christ's church. In union with him, we know with certainty the way that leads to salvation. Again, from Second Vatican Council. Goes on to say, love for the Pope, 
goes back to the church's beginnings. The Acts of the Apostles tell us movingly of the early Christians' reaction to the imprisonment of St. Peter, who planned uh, by uh, Herod Agrippa, who planned to kill Peter when the Paschal Feast was over. Look at how the faithful feel for their pastors, says St. John Chrysostom. They don't resort to protest or rebellion, but to prayer as an unfailing remedy, not fighting back with violence, but with prayer. They did not say, as we are powerless men, it is useless to pray for him. They never reasoned it this way, but they prayed for love. Remember how the people prayed for St. Peter in jail. They also prayed for St. Paul. It says, we ought to pray a lot for the Pope and his intentions, since he bears the heavy weight of the church on his shoulders. Yes, he does. For example, we could use this liturgical prayer. May the Lord keep him and give him life, make him happy on earth, and save him from the deliverance into the hands of his enemies. Our Lord will be very pleased to see that throughout the day, we remember to offer prayers, hours of work, or study, and some mortification for his vicar on earth. So would you pray? Would you pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis? Would you pray for our good shepherds, for my good shepherd, for your good shepherds, for our bishops, for our priests, for those who are forming their hearts and minds right now as seminarians and seminaries all around the globe? Will you pray for them today? Ask for Our Lady mother of all good shepherds, mother of the church, to bring her holy mantle around these men who guide us, who guide us into safety. Let's look at that last line of, of the book of John that we read today. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Pray for our priests, pray for our Holy Father, pray for our bishops, continue to pray for the church. And may you have a blessed Easter. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.